That shit what? was trash. <laughs> a work, a team lunch. What? Oh, yeah, man, how many people was it? It's only damn. How many people? It's five of us. Yeah, it's only five of us on the team. So it's like it's just awkward because I don't be talking to these niggas, man. So I just be having to do that. How, how long was it for? Because sometimes they be just lasting way longer than a normal lunch. Like <laughs> it was like forty-five minutes. I said we went to Urban Space, which was like I don't even know why we even did that. <laughs> like, duh, what, what are we doing? Because see, our manager paid for it, but it's just weird to do that at a uh, what do you call those? Um, food? A food court. Like at a food, food court, it's just weird because it's like it makes it difficult. So we all had to eat at one place. We had to get sushi. I ain't even a sushi nigga like that. Why you get sushi? That's what they wanted. Man, I'm gonna go over here and get these ribs real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> what <Anyway. you> gonna <laughs> say? <laughs> you going to town on some ribs while they eating the sushi and get some big as shit, man. <laughs> Got barbecue sauce on my mouth. Hey, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, how y'all day going? That nigga sleep, but <laughs> sleep in a full random booth. Knocked out. <laughs> That's really crazy. Yo, 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 welcome to the Brazy Podcast. Boy Moose Mancino. Um, and man, we in here, man. Episode 234, I wanna say. Um, and we keep moving along, man. Uh we got my nigga season in the building. Yes, yes, yes. Back feeling refreshed from vacation, so you know this the breath in my lungs is a little bit better. I heard you was yeah. out there telling them they had to call you Miguel. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure. <laughs> Miguel Antonio. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> they're going by Antonio. <laughs> hey, you know what's crazy? And this this going to sound wild. We, le- uh, we left this restaurant one night and we went to get some churros. And mm. we were sitting outside eating the churros. There was this like, woman selling some candy with a baby in the stroller. <laughs> but the baby was like strong as hell. The baby could have probably maybe been like three or four. But it was like <laughs> trying to lift this up out of the stroll. It was like snatching churros. What? <laughs> hey, 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 I respect that. That baby gets to it. Putting the work, man. So they see the ways, man. You know? uh, that baby look uh, baby Sinclair. Uh, we got my nigga Don in the building. Yes, sir. It's your boy Donnie, man. First pod of Black History Month. Let's go, man. Yeah, we one of the blackest pods out there. That's what I'm hearing. I already knew that. I didn't even have to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> niggas, niggas slander nah. and mix, mix races. <laughs> you gotta hey, be apologetic. <laughs> hey, it might get crazy this month, y'all. Hey, forgive me in advance. <laughs> Oh shit! I guess y'all want to just hop into what we what we did this weekend. Yeah, what you what you, what you get into? I, I led with mine. Uh, man, I was in. I went down to Austin on Saturday. Um, hung with Warner. He was out there for a conference, so I was like, shit, I might as well slide down. Uh, mm-hmm. so we hit the bars and shit on bar hop down there. It was a good time, man. I always have fun on Sixth Street. So, and uh, I had brunch with my sister a little bit early in that day. So, it was cool. Nice little getaway. Do you feel like the old niggas? In, do they have like college bars? Do you feel like the old head in the bars? Uh, so it's a mix. I mean, if you go to a certain area, it's gonna be like college type. What's the names? 
but it I mean it's young professionals down there. It's a lot of tech jobs and stuff down there too. So mm-hmm. it was it was a mixed crowd. I need women to start complimenting men more. Uh this one one woman told me like I was hey, hey, so, <laughs> definitely about to make a black this definitely a black ass pod now. We arguing this. Let's go. This is <laughs> no, for real though. Like and this not on like some gender war type shit, but it do you know how good it feels when somebody like this girl came up to me and was like, uh, you handsome. And I was like, I you do you don't hear that often, bro. Mm, but when you hear yeah, it, it just yeah. uh, like damn. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good start to the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but nah, I'm that's what I, that's the uh, message I want to push, man, and early in the pie, man. Start complimenting men more. Make them smile. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I, yeah, I like that message. Yeah, we man. need more of that. Yeah. When you leave the house, when you left the house, did you know you were handsome? I leave the house every day knowing I'm handsome, but I know that you know it's sometimes you know sometimes how like niggas don't get it until like you know the next generation, like a Kanye. Kanye will push some shit out like a, a Yeezus. I'm like the Yeezus of handsomeness, bro. This is, like, don't do this. <laughs> Come on, what are we talking about? They didn't get it back then. <laughs> they didn't get it back then, bro. But one day they gonna understand. <laughs> <laughs> You're just now getting the recognition. Now niggas coming around. Yeah, man. It took it took for her. She gonna spark off the revolution, man. <laughs> but no, she she was uh she was like, hey man, y'all too y'all handsome, man. I was like, oh appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Uh but yeah, man. Um had a good time out there, came back. It was a short trip. Just a uh, day, came back to this uh came back to the crib, chill out, enjoy my Sunday, man. Chill, chill over weekend. I fuck, I fuck with Austin, man. Yeah, man. How about you? Shit, I wasn't on shit, man. Pretty chill weekend. Popped out on Friday, but that's about it. I did watch the We Are the World documentary. I don't know if y'all watched it. The the best day ever, best ever or something? Yeah, the best night yeah. ever shit. Yeah. Hey, listen, y'all got to watch it, bro. It's decent? Bro, they was about to beat Stevie Wonder's ass. I'm not going to watch it. It's about to blindfold. <laughs> it was about to go down. Man, they are recording this song. And this nigga Stevie Wonder was like, yo, we need to put some Swahili in here. Like, what? Everybody was like, man, what are we singing? <laughs> man, we just started singing some random Swahili. People were, this one dude was like, nah, I don't know what he's saying. I'm out. <laughs> And they lost him in the middle. Like, damn. People were frustrated, bro. Uh, no, I'm about to check it, bro. That's yeah. funny as shit. Honestly, <laughs> when I saw that, I didn't initially want to watch it because I wished it was about the second version of the song. The, the, the new one with like Justin Bieber and Nipsey yeah. Hussle and Snoop. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I wanted a behind the scenes on that one. <laughs> Dude, who told that story? Was it Snoop or Nipsey? It was, it was, like, hey, man, <laughs> it was Snoop with Nipsey. He was like, I ain't even supposed to be here. Like, hey, we here now. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, nah, it's some, oh. it's some good shit out on TV, man. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith, listen. Donald did his, hey, Donald did his thing on that one, bro. I ain't gonna suck. <laughs> I went to the Amazon had like a theater premiere for the first two episodes. And I saw the first two, but I haven't watched any of the others yet. But I oh, love shit. the first two. I yeah. love the first two. I was like, damn, this shit about to hit. So I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Yeah, you got to finish that, bro. Like mm-hmm. I, I went in like I wasn't skeptical, but it just seems such a far 
kind of a reach from the original. I mean, you got Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and then you go to mm-hmm. Donald Glover and this random Asian woman. Uh, but it works, bro. Mm-hmm. I I liked it better because it's more realistic. Yeah. It's like this is this is some like real shit. I mean, I'm not mad at the uh, other film, but I like how they're damn near completely different without spoiling nothing. Mm-hmm. The, the premises are com- not all the way different, but different enough where you could appreciate both. I'll say that. So it yeah. really is just a uh, a new series with the same name. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, pretty much. It's some, it's some, it's some differences from the movie, though, um, that you can appreciate. And I always big up... Um, I always big up Insecure or Issa for her argument coordinators. It's one argument in this motherfucker that you're going to be like, yeah, damn. <laughs> like, who's, like, this is a real argument mm-hmm. that they just put in the what's name. So it was, it was dope, man. I, I really I really like that series. It was, it was yeah, I, I'll have to uh, watch the rest of it. I, gotta get to I, it. I wasn't going to tune in, but now, now I'm going to check it out. I, and I wish I could get that job as a Argument coordinator, that'd be kind of fire. Argument coordinator. I've been trying to get this off. <laughs> this nigga Steve, man. You had the argument last two episodes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, bitch. Nigga's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Nigga's think Tyler Perry wrote it, I swear. Nigga's think Tyler Perry wrote it. Season of Hollywood Weekend, man. Uh, it was chill, man. We Mexico City for a couple days. Uh, cruise down there. We good food, bounce around. Um, Soho House. We hit. It was a little spite. It was a little sassy with us, so it was. It was. It was. It was startling. <laughs> but other than that, at the Mexico was, City oh, Soho. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know Mexico City had a Soho House. That's wild. <laughs> man, they, they was trying to sit us in the back and shit. It was strange, but being forced. Who's the crowd in the Mexico City Soho House? Is is it like tourists or is it people that actually live out there? Both. It's, it's, a, it's a good mixture of both. Uh, oh shit! This is what you're talking about, Mr. Smith, Smith. Did y'all see um, Donald Glover cleared up that the rumor that he was friend owned by Janaiko? Yeah, I seen that shit. He said no. he, he's beating Yeeks. Wait, he said that? He, he didn't, didn't say it like that, but he, he said I, I was in the zone or something like that. Like, I, yeah, I he put a, he put an emphasis on I, I wasn't in the friend zone. Yeah, I got it too. Oh, they, they was, damn! Complex was pulling up old pictures and shit. It was. Damn, <laughs> yeah, I missed this shit. What? Yeah, that's when he was doing the. Uh, was that when he was doing the lie detector with Shorty? The uh, Shorty that played Jane. Mm, I don't. I, I don't see that cool thing. I think I, this has to be something. Different. What is a rumor that you hate that is out that you want to disprove right now? Disprove? I don't feel like I would disprove anything. A rumor. It was a rumor I got friend zoned by someone once. Who? Someone. Say but it. I didn't get friend zoned by them. Oh, you have to say it. Can no, I, I guess? Can say I it. guess who? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I want to do. There's a rumor I, I got friend zoned by them. I was I like, I didn't get friend zoned by them. We're working right now. Um, we're friends. We're good friends. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Mm. I got other zoned. Dang. Why? Salute. Salute. He said some sheets Salute. smell like uh, crystal uh, deodorant in the morning. Salute. I respect and, it. Uh, but it's seeing that, I, I do want to, I do wonder why she did that. <laughs> why? Why she said she was friends? Yeah, and she said it real awkwardly, like, "Oh shit, y'all were supposed to know about that." Mm. 
I mean, would you admit you was going with Donald Glover? Hey, you saw some of them pictures, so they all look kind of awkward. No, <laughs> that's a petite nigga, man. <laughs> right, you can't call him petite. <laughs> Come on, what are we doing? <laughs> I feel like that's the move, though. Like, if if anyone asks and you guys aren't in a serious relationship, you're gonna just say we're friends. When yeah. most most of the, I feel like I don't know regular people probably do that. I think regular people will probably be more honest. But when you you know when you got some fame, you know, yeah, we just friends. I mean, what that. do you label it as if y'all not together? I mean, if y'all just, you know, well, I mean, you are time just time. You are just friends. Yeah, you don't have to go into you know we fucking. Yeah, I felt like it was kind of crazy that he had to clear this up, or he he was really putting some emphasis on some shit. <laughs> like he not married. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of wild. Yeah, he was getting his shit off this week, man. I was in the zone. Yeah, that and he uh, when he was doing that uh, truth or dare, they asked him about the Dave comparisons. He wasn't going for that shit either. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, I feel like I'm more talented than that nigga, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. I, I can't lie. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, but nah, salute to him on that, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith again. Like I said, it, it totally shocked me how good it was. Um, there are some parts I was like, ah, I could have lived without that, but overall, it, it was it was fire to me. Um, but yeah, man, um, what else do we need to touch? Anything else to say? Oh, man. A lot, I feel like a lot happened, so we got a lot to cover. Yeah. All right, man, well, let's jump into it, man. Um, we are we starting with the Grammys? We started with the Grammys. All right. So the, I don't know what annual Grammys it is, but y'all know Grammys came on always a celebration of the best in music. And, um, yeah. Um, where do we start with this? I guess let's start on a, on a positive note. We want to congratulate the, the winners, especially the first time winners. Victoria Monet won three, uh, last night. Uh, so salute to her. Um, Coco Jones won for best R&B song um, for ICU. So salute to her. Um, any other like first time or salutes that we need to give out for the for winners? Oh, uh, Killer Mike won three. Well, yeah. How y'all feel? How y'all feel about that? Oh, those three uh, winning. I don't have a problem with any of those. Um, Killer Mike's album was pretty good. I, I listened to it. I, I feel like I liked it. I, I was shocked that he won, but I'm also not, you know, upset or anything. Um, same thing with Coco Jones and um, who's the first person you you said? Victoria Monet. But, Victoria. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. well. Let's see, Victoria Monet. It's we knew what was coming though. We knew this was planned for her to win. I wasn't a huge really? fan of. Yeah, come on, man. You saw the rollout. You saw you if, saw how this was getting rolled out. She's on if you Good Morning that, America. If you, and if you look at that best new artist category for this year, it is it was right there. Oh yeah, it was, it was within reach. But I'm just saying, like I didn't see like you just never know what the uh, Grammys, bro. Like some wild should be happening sometimes. Like who won last year? That jazz musician. So you just never know, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it, it, it just seemed like it was prime for her time this. This year, which I'm not okay. mad at, you know, I, even though I wasn't a big fan of Jaguar 2, you know, I yeah. did really like Jaguar 1. So I'm, I'm cool with her getting her just due. 
Yeah. Yeah. How does that uh, make y'all feel knowing how we felt about the second one and it doing all of this? Does it make you change your, your sentiments? No, I'm never going to be mad at a black person being awarded something. Um, like, no matter if I agree with it or not. Like you like you said, Jaguar 2 wasn't as good to me as the first one was and some of her previous music. But sometimes I feel like you get you get your due on the back end sometimes. On, like, mm-hmm. albums that you probably shouldn't have got it for and stuff like that. Like, Leo got his his uh, Oscar for, was it The Revenant he got his first one for? Mm-hmm. Or something like that, and it's just like he should have been got it for so many more. Catch me if you can, the uh, the Aviator, and so many other movies. So yeah. it, if it happened like that, sometimes it was just meant to happen like that. Yeah, true. I agree. Yeah, and maybe uh, and honestly, maybe with with this new album or the second one that it it scaled to a wider net than the first one did, so it was able to capture more ears in mm-hmm. a sense, which allowed it to kind of pick up that momentum where maybe the first one was a little bit different tighter smaller yeah and as far as killer mike i didn't at the time when it first happened i didn't necessarily agree i don't think uh scientists and engineers or the album uh deserve to win over the ones that's in that category but that doesn't mean that i think that they're bad songs or a bad album i just think that for my ears i've heard better but hey shout out to killer mike man it's always a good story when that nigga been at it for what 20 some years so Mm-hmm. Get it? It's I still yeah. Did uh did Drake put that post up at, right after he lost, or was that like before the war show started? That was after he lost. Uh, Which I don't know. Um, I have the post. I I read it. Um, yeah. all right. One thing I will give him credit. He said this while he received a Grammy before, like a a version of this. Um, so he posts a post of a quote that he had back in the day when he won previously saying, you already won. If you have people who are singing your songs word for word, uh, if you're a hero in your hometown. So he said that before when he won for what album was that? I don't feel like that was life is good. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right on that. Um, so yeah, he posted that quote of a picture of that quote from him. And then he captioned that that image saying all you incredible artists remember this show isn't facts it's just the opinion of a group of people who na- whose names are kept secret literally you can google it congrats to anyone winning anything for hip-hop but this show doesn't dictate shit in our world uh, <laughs> how do y'all feel do y'all feel like this is hate or do y'all feel like this is just positive advice to live by for, for the artists <laughs> <laughs> that that last section was so backhanded, bro. <laughs> hey, congrats if you won, but that shit don't mean nothing, man. <laughs> like, dog, nah, I'll be so upset. I, I feel like niggas just need to pick a side. Like, yeah. if, 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 if you feel like the Grammys ain't shit, don't acknowledge it. Like, it's no point for you to even make this post if you feel like it doesn't mean nothing to you. Just act yeah. like it don't exist then. No, that's fact. Yeah. Uh, it's both hate and facts at the same time. You definitely tell the truth. I, it's we got so much of a divide between people not fucking with it and people fucking with it. Everybody seems to go their first couple times at least. So it's something that people do fuck with, but it's, it's hate when you do it at right after you don't win, especially. Yeah, I think Drake's been on the fence for a while. I think he's got some snubs previously and then he stopped submitting his music he uh actually submitted this one which was a surprise um the album with 21 
Um, and uh, obviously it didn't win anything. Um, I don't think. I'm trying to think. Through. Yeah, it didn't win mm-hmm. anything. Um, but yeah, this kind of ties into another subject that I kind of wanted to talk about with this is what you were saying. Which side of the fence are we going to be on? I feel like every year the Grammys happens, we have this conversation of black people, whether black people choose to acknowledge this as like the, the pinnacle of recognition for music, or should we patronize our own awards and recognize our own awards? And uh, that should be the standard of recognition for what we do in music. Well, just to revisit y'all opinions on it. What do y'all, how, how do y'all fall on that, on that argument? Do y'all feel like the Grammys, we should take all this stock in the Grammys? Because, I mean, it's it's showing that the general populace is enjoying your song or recognizes your song as one of the best. Or should we care way more about the BET Awards and AACP Awards and different awards like that? Yeah, I'll never care about the NWACP. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm letting y'all know straight it's, it's off. Black History Month. I know it's Black History Month. I'm sorry. I'll never care. But I think me as a fan, I'm at the point where I don't put stock in any musical awards at all. It's all subjective. It, and it will always be, I mean, except for, I think, the Billboard Awards that actually goes off charts. It's all subjective. So I, I I feel like as a fan from this point, I don't put any stock in any awards. That's for the artists. And I can understand the artists wanting that, especially a Grammy, because regardless of what people say, the Grammys is it's the highest honor. It's been like that for years. I don't see it ever changing. So I can see why artists would want that. And I have no problem with them being excited to have it or uh, feeling disappointed they're not getting it. But as a fan, I don't I don't give a fuck at this point. It, it's all just subjective stuff and it could change from year to year. It, it doesn't change how I feel about an album or how I feel about an artist. Okay. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I'm kind of in that same realm just because it's, I think the biggest factor is we don't really know what their deciding factors are. Like it's, it's extremely unclear. One award shows best rap category can mean something different completely to the other, especially when you see who's in the category. Like like Donald was saying, it's all kind of subjective. Not having that kind of clarity, I think, makes it it's easier to kind of feel like, okay, the Grammys do mean something. Like all these awards, awards that need the award shows should mean something. If you put in the work, you of course want the recognition. And with the recognition comes the opportunity to kind of lift your pro- lift your platform, lift raise your pricing, all of that. But I yeah, I'm on the side of it doesn't really mean too much to me. Cause I can't really understand what the grading scale is so I can get a better, I guess, comfortability with maybe what their decisions were or being able to see like how they graded one or put one over the other. However, the pooling system worked for whoever was involved. Yeah. And while I recognize what y'all saying is true and I'm, I've always been one of those, we need to make the BT awards like the, the staple. Um, I'll present the other side. I'll present like what as as an athlete. Yes, you want an MVP award, but there's other things you can win um, that go beyond opinions. You can win a championship that shows that's physical proof that's there that I was the best at this time for at for musicians and actors and things like that. There are no championships. There are no 
playoffs and things like that. So it has to be a benchmark of success. And I think that's why these things are have become so important to these uh to these um artists and um actors. Um that being said, uh I think it all goes back to the begging for a seat at the table thing. Last night, well, JC won the I, I forgot what award it was. It was the Dr. Dre something award. Global Impact Award. Global Impact Award. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he won that award and used that time to I, I I won't be disrespectful and say beg, but I'll say um address the fact that Beyonce has never won an album of the year Grammy. Although she's won 17 Grammys or has the most Grammys of all time or something like that. Um what did y'all think when he he made this statement or did y'all feel like this was begging people for a seat at the table? I feel like he was 10 years too late. I feel like his old ass should have sat the fuck down. And like, he's the type of nigga, he, he's the type of nigga that Nat Turner warned us about, bro. Niggas that get full. I, I don't like niggas that get full and then and, and start, you know, they want to start uh, reaching out for the people that are starving. Like nigga, get that bullshit out of here. You you just said Beyonce got the most Grammys. Now that you got your little shiny black Grammy, you want to start talking, uh, speaking up to the Grammys and all that shit. Fuck out of here, nigga. I ain't listening to none of that. You should have been talking all that shit before. I don't want to hear it now. To his defense, he did boycott the Grammys before. Man, I don't want to hear that shit either. And he said he watched it too, and he kept going to the Grammys after that. Like, you sit out one uh one Grammy. I, was he was he nominated? He he did say he was nominated, right? He was nominated. Some yeah. shit. He didn't win though, right? I'm pretty uh, sure. Who won that year? Because somebody wasn't nominated, and that's why he he didn't he didn't go. Uh, yeah, I don't be I don't be But are shit you supposed to go say. to an award show? You know you're not gonna win shit at. Like who does that? My biggest thing was what what he said. I feel I don't want to say I feel like he contradicted himself, but he did continue to go on to say like some of y'all who think you deserve to win, or, or some of y'all who got robbed got robbed. Some of you didn't. Some of you don't deserve to be in this category. Is he saying that with the understanding that none of that would apply to her? Because wouldn't that just be exactly what he's talking about? Uh, he he said a bunch of nonsense up there. He literally started his speech with saying it's this is all subjective. So how are you going to go from that and then go, oh, it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't she want to... No, nigga, shut the fuck... Sit down, man. Sit down. <laughs> and then all these people like, oh, man, he spoke the truth. He really spoke some shit up there. Man, y'all, man, y'all some coons, too. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah, y'all going to sit there. So say Beyonce does win album of the year um, at the Grammys. Are y'all all going to shut the fuck up and never complain about the Grammys again? That's what that's what I want to know. Are, are y'all going to yes. be done with the the constant complaining about every single thing? No, it's going to be another problem. It's going to be a bigger problem, man. No, he ain't do shit up there. Also, Sit down, I, geezer. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> man, come on. What are we doing? I feel like it's not impossible to have seventeen grand or the most amount of Grammys and still not win an album of the year. You can have a like a great songs without having. I guess the album. album of the year. Yeah. It's not even not. It's not even. It's not an amazing album. It's just called not the album of the year. 
Yeah, but we. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm sorry to keep presenting counterpoints, but it's a conversation to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these albums that are winning over him or, or her. I'm sorry. Uh, we can argue that it shouldn't have happened. Kanye spazzed for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he has a point, and 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 that's the thing I'm fighting. I'm fighting the. He has a point where we've been wrong so many times. Like I watched it yesterday, and every time one of the little white artists won, they had this little shocked face, like, "Oh my god, I didn't know I was gonna win!" Come on now, like <laughs> we historically know what the Grammys are. They're gonna represent for white artists, like and, and crossover artists. Like you have to have a very. I can't remember too many people that won best album as black people. Yeah, it's been very few, and 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 that is a good point. But if we historically know this, then what's the conversation we having right now? Why are we why are we why are we accepting the Dr. Dre nigga award and going up there and crying about some stuff when we've been knowing what the Grammys is on? It will always be a fight. It will all it will always be somebody on the other side saying, no, this album should have won. That's never gonna end. And there's no way to fix it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the the argument back in the day when we wanted to integrate baseball. It was like it was so many great fans and um we had a great experience in our own right, but does that mean we does that mean we should stop trying to integrate the major leagues that it's fair to keep us out of the the top level of baseball? And I know that's a rough comparison, but I'm I'm just saying that to say yes we have uh, we have outlets and different award shows, and uh, we can recognize that our music is the best. Mm-hmm. And we it's an unspoken truth, but it's the truth. It's the reason why hip hop is the number one genre. Um, hip hop, hip hop. But does that mean that even though we have these outlets and it's it's understood, does that mean that we shouldn't try to make things correct and try to make things right? <sighs> I guess do we uh, from I wasn't necessarily looking at it even from that perspective I just think musically it's regardless of the race racial portion or the the factors in the Grammys there is a realm of a possibility where musically somebody does have a better album that's perceived by others than you for sure so I guess to to make it almost or almost imply like that's something that's not believable in this realm of of a world from his perspective is was kind of crazy to me. I get it. He has biases, just like you said, Kanye had the biases. But I think us as us uh, black people, whoever, however we see the Grammys and we see that reflecting her, may be looking out of that lens of a bias also because some of those other albums in other categories don't really resonate with us as much as hers does you you know what i i would say to that i would say that's fine especially if it's a cross genre comparison because we may not be as hip or in that lifestyle and understand the music that may win in another genre and we just like oh no we don't play that so that's cool but when it comes to if I I look at something like a Macklemore winning over Kendrick Lamar, both being in the hip hop genre, and mm-hmm. that's egregious. Like we know yes. what good hip hop is. 
And so that's to me one I could point to and it's like that's unfair. Yes. That okay. yeah, and, yeah. That's that's I, perfect. I honestly wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at that. If if you if, if people are passionate about this you know the the rap, if you went up there and started talking about rap or uh Beyonce not winning in R and B, all right, then I'll be like, yo, that's Beyonce. She needs to win in R and B, but that's not the case. Yeah. She's killing in that. You also aren't not not killing it just because you don't win album of the year. Yeah, you go. She's gonna win album of the year at a lot of other award shows. The okay. rec is she's the, the recognition is still gonna be there. This almost yeah. is kind of like a temper tantrum. Yeah, and that that's that's why I'm with y'all. That's why I align with y'all because I brought up the uh I just for just to see and just for research, I brought up the BT album of the year winners. She's won twice. But it's just like that's not good enough for some reason. Mm-hmm. And like why I, I want to ask why that's not good enough. Why do you not show up to the BET Awards unless it's like some prestigious like uh, career nom- uh, award or something like that? Like that should be enough. And that's where I go back taking myself outside of being a fan and putting myself in the artist shoes. I can see why they would look at the Grammys as you know, the highest because it does include everything, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I understand that point and I can understand, you know, wanting to have the best album, you know, having album of the year across all genres. I can understand wanting to have it. I don't like the, I don't like the begging shit though. Get that begging shit out of here. This shit is like in, collecting infinity stones. Even that you can get one, or if you get one of their BBT and one of their Billboard, and you know you can go get one, or the Grammys are giving one, you might go try to take that one too. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking over the album of the year winners. We got. I'm looking for black people. We got John Baptiste won three years ago. Oh, I'm not. You know, I I haven't really tuned into his music, so I don't. I mean, he performed last night. It was it was okay, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not too up on that. Um, and then we got to go back a long time. You got people <laughs> like Beck beating Beyonce. Uh, damn. Before that, Herbie Hancock won. Oh, shout out to Herbie, man. Ray Charles won. Hey, Outcast really? won in two thousand four. So, th- I think that's why, because. We'll sit. We'll sit in our culture, and we know, like we we're the minority in this country. We understand that, but yeah. we also understand that we represent a, a large chunk of popular music and popular just entertainment, just in general. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just our pride won't let us accept. Like we see ourselves all all on the radio, or hear ourselves on the radio. We see ourselves on TV. It's we don't see too much better than that, and to have to recognize somebody officially in the record books in the Grammy record books or whatever you want to call it as better Beck album was better than Beyonce's album. It goes back to what we were talking about, like we, how can we really compare? But it's just like nah, bro. We didn't hear niggas playing Beck <laughs> anywhere. Well, the thing is, is this all up to the opinion of the people who get votes? 
So it's like, what is the, the criteria for getting the vote? What is the spectrum of, of balance and opinion or variety or, or genre in that? What does that look like? I mean, I'm sure that's something I guess that can't be looked up, but that is there also is importance in that. Or what is the age range in that? Like having ensuring that the pool of judges, I guess you can say, is one that's diverse enough to or broad enough to kind of balance it and have a full appreciation for all genres, especially when it comes down to those kind of vague over the top, like, you know, album of the year across everything. Maybe they need different judges for the different categories and, and kind of mix them up a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's what they need to look into. <clears throat> it might be a case of, yeah, just the, the niggas aren't voting. Just like it, you know, <laughs> just like in real life, we need to get the niggas to vote. <laughs> And maybe we could change something because I, I I could be wrong. I thought if you were nominated in the past, you get a vote. Uh, I, I thought it was. It's I think it's like simple. the Academy. Like you have to be part of cat, like that type of thing where it's a it's a subset of people. I think if you're nominated or you win, I think that goes into your case of being in the Academy. But I don't think it's an automatic thing. Like they just get winners or something like that. Oh. I, we'll we'll have to look it up to yeah. see what the real thing is, um. But I mean, just moving it forward because, like I said, we have this conversation a lot. We don't want to keep harping on it. Uh, anything else for the winners, the losers, the anything else that stood out to you during the show? It was a good, it was great performances yesterday. That I will say. Um, I don't know if y'all watched it. I like that Tracy Chapman, uh, performance. That was cool. Um, who else had a Travis? I don't know what he, is he on DMT? Like, what's going on with him? <laughs> he was upset, man. <laughs> he, he wanted a friend. <laughs> That's the only performance I saw. <laughs> he was going crazy with them chairs. Yeah, bro. <laughs> he was tweaking. <laughs> That's the only one, but um, yeah, I don't really got too much. Con- congrats to SZA. Congrats to SZA. She, she racked up, and and uh, I feel like she deserved it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, salute to all the women, man. Tyler. Tyler won. Is yeah. it, is it, you know what I'm saying? And that was crazy. I, when, I, when, I, when I saw she won, I was like, hey, won what? But wasn't it like best rhythmist South African? Yeah. Best beat music? <laughs> South Africa or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, this like, ass category. Like, this, this has to be new, new. Because I've never heard of this before. Best foreign song on TikTok and shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, salute to all the winners. Um, I, I I can't. I'm not even gonna lie about that. Uh, Miley Cyrus song, that flower shit, that go hard, bro. I can't stop. Uh, that's a jam. Is that is flowers a song that's like Bruno Mars song? Where is the flip of the Bruno Mars song, or is this a different song? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Okay, I think yeah, it is. That, that's, that's yeah, the one, yeah. She yeah, people love that song. And yeah, no, nah, that that that's that's heat right there. I can't even say. Uh, but yeah, she racked up. I think she won. Did she win that one of the year? I think no, Riley won was... out. Oh no, Taylor, Taylor Swift won. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you already know Taylor gonna rack up. And she and announced a new album. Yeah, she announced a new album coming out April something. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the Tom Brady effect with her? She just wins too much, and that's why people are starting to get a little tired. Who is people? Every, a lot of people. I, I think it's a, a lot it's, of people who love her. 
it's, know too many. <laughs> well, her, I feel like it's too much stuff going against her that, that makes – I can speak for myself. Her fans, they make me hate her. The attention that she gets, that makes me hate her. Winning a lot definitely makes me hate her. And that I'm not really into her music like that also makes it very easy for me to hate her. Does it make you hate her more that she seemingly dominates the whole category that she's in? She she could dom- she could dominate the white side. I don't give a fuck, man. That's that's what y'all pick. Well, like I just I, I'm I'm sick of seeing her pretending to to be shocked that she wins. That shit's <laughs> getting annoying. Like at this point, she just own it. Like damn, who else? She she can do some prop shit. Like what, yeah. what would y'all expect? But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. And man, I hate her. Man, her fans are so lucky, bro. They just started watching football. They about to witness the Super Bowl. For the team that they want, I've been, yeah. I've been watching football for over thirty years. Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll never get that shit. And you know what's crazy? They gonna say that she helped him get the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that's definitely coming. So they are gonna run it back next year. Have we ever had the culture, the culture's team win? Has that ever happened? Because I'm thinking about like all the times that they've been in the Super Bowl. Jalen last year, loss. Cam, mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar this year, would if he would have went, they lost to the uh, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He maybe <laughs> had to go to one of the Ravens teams. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, what, what, I feel like what makes it a culture team is the quarterback is black. Yeah, or they got a culture defense. I, I can't. I wasn't team? really going for the Ravens when they, when they won. And I don't think that's a culture. I'm trying to think of a team that the culture was black, but the quarterback wasn't. That's hard. The Saints, when they won eight one year? The Saints is close. Now that's close. Philly was close. I think the Saints were above them. I think people had just got tired of the Patriots, though. And that's why niggas was riding with Philly when they beat the Patriots. Yeah, and I, they had I Meek. No, nah, and they had Meek that year. That was that's what it was. No, they had Meek that year. Yeah, Meek, Kevin Harden, shit like okay. that. Okay, yeah, I mean, I can see that. That's about as close as we got. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that might be a cu- culture curse, man. Stop getting behind niggas, man. <laughs> Just let niggas run. <laughs> but uh, uh, right. it's, are we as a culture gonna let Travis Kelsey get the fade? Oh, bro, I, I didn't dislike Travis Kelsey until recently, bro. I think it was the Ravens game, how he was acting in that Ravens game, and this this fade shit. And, so, am I missing something? What, what's he doing with this fade? Oh, I got you. I'm gonna drop this clip. Uh, I ain't gonna sum it up, but I'll let um the New York Times drop the clip. But I'm gonna let Shannon Sharp kind of share what they shared on the uh, nightcap. The Travis Kelsey haircut is apparently taking barbershops by storm. The New York Times began Black History Month by referring to the fade. As the Travis Kelsey. What? They changed it up, huh? New York Times. So that's how you start black history. Giving Trav, and that's my nephew. You're going to give him credit for the fade. We've been seeing the fade for years, huh? Ocho, I've been getting the fade since 86. Who wrote that? <laughs> bro, how did, bro? I tried to figure out what black barbershop you go in and say, let me get a Travis Kelsey. They're about to look at you like, what? A who? <laughs> that nigga Shannon sounded so hurt, man. <laughs> Ocho, I've been getting <laughs> this since 86. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm sick. I'm I'm over it. They need to lose. 
They need to lose. I'm not even playing. If they don't, I'm going to be sick for a couple weeks. I'm over it. And this, this, I don't think this is necessarily a Travis Kelsey thing. White people have been doing this forever, bro. Did did Taylor Swift invent the swag surf? Uh, <laughs> like, shit like that. And, that. and people be thinking you overreacting because, oh, it's just a dance or, oh, it's just a haircut. No, it's just years of this shit happening, bro. Like, we've been doing shit for years, creating shit. And then as soon as they do it, it's like, oh, well, this is this is cool now. This is Oh, get the fuck out of here. I was doing a swag surf in 2009, nigga. Yeah, this, this is painful, bro. Come on, I need bro. to know. I need to know who, who wrote that article. Who did they have to go to to get the word fake? Because there's no way they knew what that actually, what type of haircut that was. And they couldn't Google Travis Kelsey cut. Man, I'm a, I hate I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm the type of person that says it's not possible for a white person to get a fade. I don't know what Travis Kelsey gets. <laughs> he gets something else. Hey, don't call it a fade. Dude. Call it, call it anything you else. Up, bro. <laughs> nah, man. It is what it is, bro. I, I try not to let that shit affect because Travis Kelsey is a cool dude. Like, I don't have a problem with Travis Kelsey as a person, but it's just. You know how like sometimes other people make you dislike like I don't I want to I don't want to say I dislike Travis Kelsey but dislike this whole wave surrounding him I think that's what it is with me now like it got to stop at some point Does that happen a lot with the 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 cool white guy like in the black community I I think yeah to for reasons that we spoke about last week like Normally, you see women like going crazy over them. You're like, all right, <laughs> all right, y'all doing a lot. <laughs> That's crazy. We've yeah. seen that our whole life. Like a white dude to get uh be a kappa and nigga didn't did something extraordinary now because he could shimmy and shit. Like it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I've been, this nigga's been shimmying. It's, it's hella niggas been shimmying since the beginning of time. Hey, <laughs> just like what Baker Mayfield was doing that little whip. Yeah, hella impressed. Like, why you? They can do the bare minimum, but like, I don't know, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like that. <laughs> That's <some> real shit. <laughs> hey, one ounce of rhythm, and it's like come to the cookout. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's so cool. <laughs> he can bring the yams. Like, <laughs> come on, man, bro. But it is what it is, man. Before we get off, like, I don't, I don't want to get too far off, like, um, the Grammys and stuff. Cause it was just one more story. Um, this Nicki Minaj shit. Uh, supposedly during the Grammys telecast, you know, it's a portion is not on TV. Um, it's streaming online, and for the best rap song, uh, Nicki's song with Ice Spice, Barbie World was nominated for that category. Um, I guess online, on Twitter, they released that the winner was Nicki Minaj, which would have been her first Grammy, um, which is surprising, knowing how low she's been out and how much success she's had. But yeah, it would have been her first Grammy, but on a telecast, it said the Killer Mike won. He came up and accepted or whatever for uh, engineers and scientists and scientists and engineers, whichever one it is. Um, so, you know, it was a big fuss about that. Uh, people think it's some conspiracy and Rock Nation is involved. And did y'all feel bad for it, Nikki? Is that is that a flub up of a uh, epic proportion? I would that that would have me statement. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> if I was in her shoes, that shit would have me sick. I, I would really think some bullshit is up. 
I, and I wouldn't blame her if she felt that way. I don't think it is. It could have just been like, a, you know, a mess up. I don't think Rock Nation is behind it. But I don't blame her for thinking that way. I do not. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Why, why does everybody think Rock Nation is like, I don't know, some elite group? <laughs> hey, man, I'm I'm not going to lie. His becoming number one had me thinking something's up. I don't think so. Like, like, what does it take for a song to go number one these days? Is it purely on streams? No. It's, you got to think. that I haven't heard that Jack Harlow song out anywhere. That's been number one <laughs> for like seven weeks or something like that. But, like, I can't see his getting that much play. I don't think it's but the it play. Ha- I think it's the physical sales. I, well, I was gonna say that you also when you have the controversy behind stuff, it 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 boosts it. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's a beef behind it. That's that's pushing the numbers. And then I saw there were actual campaigns of people just it was either hotties, people that just don't like Nicki Minaj, that want to see her mad, purchasing this, and so physical sales go a long way in pushing the song to number one. God, that's nasty. <laughs> that is nasty. Well, I get it. Fandom is crazy. Fandom is nuts. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I, as much as Nikki's been wilding, that's that's kind of fucked up to to have. Like, you think you won your first Grammy and it just gets snatched mm-hmm. away like that. Um, but like I said, if you was watching the telecast, it it didn't, it wasn't like they went up there and announced she won. It was just the the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So. I guess going back to Meg real quick, she also got that distribution deal with Warner, and apparently keeps her masters and publishing rights. I saw that. And she got she apparently has a tour and new album coming in the summer. All she has to do is like basically give us the songs that we want. And she's technically like takes that step from. I mean, because we can, she's clearly taking the step from like. I don't know. I don't want to say underdog, but somebody who you appreciate seeing them work elevate through their grind and now taking that step from like established artist to potential superstar. Mm-hmm. I, I think as far as like social media and stuff like that, I think she's already a superstar level music wise. I, 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 I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Um, but I think as far as popularity wise, Megan is one of the more popular artists right now in hip hop. Yeah. And, yeah. And luckily the lane that she's in, she doesn't even really have to drop good music. Like at this point, the music is like a side thing. She's she's at the Cardi level where it's just it's more about her outside things than it is her music. I I don't think that's the case with Megan. I think she's still very much focused and in, in, in involved with the music. A lot of her music just seems to take, I don't want to say take a lot of time. She's had a lot going on. And now mm-hmm. it's the first time where that's like actually in the rear view, her label situation or wherever her you know situation is, is handled, her management is handled, her distribution is now handled. She can pr- get a proper boost and in, in rollout to, to kind of build momentum toward something significant i i know to me the first two albums weren't really it and yet she's still kind of at this point of supreme popularity musically she's just as relevant as she ever was before 
I feel like if she delivers a, it doesn't even have to be a great, but just a good quality album that people enjoy. She's destined just to get be out of here to make that, that leap into that next group. Like where SZA took that leap with uh, <laughs> SOS. So what does that next step look like? I'm because I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I can't see her being more popular than she is right now. No, she has like what four Grammys already. Like, I don't. I don't think yeah. she gets higher than that. So I'm trying to think of like what's the next. Would it be like actually has Megan gone on a headlining tour before? I don't think so. I'm not sure. They, Maybe that's the Maybe. next step. Maybe doing arenas and shit. That, that's what that's hard in hip hop. Just in general. Yeah, yeah. To do arenas, to, to headline an arena tour is there's you know uh, they it's people it's, saying that Drake is not filling up arenas right now. Well, that'd be stadiums. Oh yeah, stadiums. stadiums would be, yeah, yeah stadiums. I think I think Meg at this point could do an arena. I'm just. It wouldn't have to be like a crazy arena, but. She could do yeah, it. I think she could do like if she, especially if she had there. There are some really good other um, women rappers out there right now, and you know she would kind of build like a strong lineup with in, in supporting all of that. That I think the turnout would be pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I make management, I'm sitting WAP in front of her. I'm sitting cash shit in front of her. I'm sitting what, what a, uh Captain Hook in front of her, uh mm-hmm. Big O Freak, Cry Baby. I'm sitting songs like that in front of Savage. I'm sitting songs like that in front of her and saying, make this. All that I, other shit. Get forget about that. I think I think the album, we're gonna still get those. But you know, she's kind of seemingly with everything that's happened in a different place where the music is gonna reflect that in some capacity. That's like that's inevitable. And I think that's what I mean when I say she just has to give us a good album. We're definitely going to get those type of songs where she wants to kind of like use the music as therapy. But like you're saying, if she gives us the shit that we really want and in a volume that outpaces maybe what her wants or desires are to to record and kind of put on the album, that's all the people really want. It will be good. It doesn't have to be like a flawless 14 track album with no skips. I know. I'm I'm thinking about projects like Real is it Realer? I think that was the name of that the project. Uh Tina Snow. Like those projects have misses on there, but overall I like the tone of the album. And I think that's what she needs to go back to. It's not going back career wise, it's just tone and theme wise. It's just like you were good at a certain things. If you're good at going taking it to the rack with your right, stay there. Don't try to prove other people wrong that you you have to be lyrical and all that the other shit you don't have to do that just stay with what you know oh well we, this is kind of an amusement bro. what's going on with Trey Songz uh, <laughs> Jaquise <man? laughs> why these niggas fighting bro in, in Dubai yeah I don't understand why niggas go out there acting up bro that niggas put you in jail for 10 years playing around out there have we heard um any more of the backstory of why this happened? Nah, I think Jacquees explained that he was on live. He explained the issue. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if I can explain it right. See, do you know more of the story? Like why this happened? I no, I was looking for some context. All I know was Jacquees got a dread. There were a couple dreads ripped out. 
can't do that to the king, bro. You can't do that to the fucking king. Not to the king, bro. Like I don't like that. <laughs> Jack Weeks don't bother it's, it's, nobody. It's also <laughs> crazy because it's like, to some regard, Trey Songs hasn't really been welcomed in the, in the USA, but he must still be popping in Dubai. Oh yeah, that's the place. That's the place. <laughs> Cause to be to be popping up to the point where you fighting Jacquees, you just you moving about. Yeah, uh Jacquees said, I want the world to know this bitch ass nigga's Trey Songs is a bitch, period. Um <laughs> He later condemned the singer for discussing rape in a club and for initiating a brawl. Why was he discussing this in the club allegedly? Uh, the Georgia native continued. Then you come outside the club and swing on your little brother. You's a bitch. Chris Brown is a goat. Oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the Reagan shit. I'm mad at that. <laughs> 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 Sometimes oh, you shit. need your ass beat to, to to realize who really out here, <laughs> really <laughs> killing it musically. <laughs> uh, so so supposedly. He says, this nigga came in the club and said, I got on a Q-fit. This whole time, this nigga hating. This man dancing, introducing himself to niggas, all types of shit. <laughs> What's going on here, bro? Yeah, I, It seems like they were fighting over some nonsense. <laughs> a Q-fit? Like, does he mean like a Q, like the fraternity? Or like, he trying to play on like Q-mix? Or Queen-mix? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I hope he does an interview to explain this shit. Yeah, he he's like probably just high as shit. <laughs> yeah, real talk, man. Did, did I see somewhere that Trey Sunk was preparing to drop an album? Uh, no, he's going on. He's going on tour called the Love Heart Tour, uh, which kicks off in February. Where, where does it kick off at? Yeah, can't be in the United States. I need to see where that shit. And that's started. why I thought the Dubai thing made more sense. Yeah, where's that kicking off at? Love hard tour tour days. Oh, hold on now. Hold on, it's in the United States. Oh no, because they got a date the the twenty second in Houston at the Toyota Center. Oh, that's a, what at the what Toyota kind of- Center. Yeah, I don't know how. Okay, 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 okay. I oh, yeah. No, this this makes more sense. It's not just it's not the Trey songs like love hard tour. This is like who is this? Keisha Cole, Keisha Cole is Trey songs. Uh, who else? Oh, it's an ensemble. Yeah, it's it's a it's a joint tour. Jaheen. I'm I'm not gonna lie. With all the names you said, I'm still confused. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Niggas go to the Toyota Center for Keisha Cole, oh, Trey Songz, Don't forget K Michelle. Oh, come on, dog. How much are these tickets? <laughs> uh, you know what's crazy? This this does make more sense now. This is what happens when you fall off. You get stuck on these type of like. Kinda watched <laughs> somewhat have some old hits type of niggas tours. Dog, that's crazy. I put Trey Songz discography over a lot of niggas, bro. Maybe not Chris Brown, Usher, and I, you know, like the super legacy acts. But outside of that, Trey Songz got a better discography than damn near five six of the R and B. 
And he going right. on a love hard tour with Keisha Cole and Jahi. And then K Michelle. But Shit. also, all right, if you, if you, all right, I have the dates up. A lot of these dates align with everybody who's on the tour. And whoever playing this tour knows the demographic because they ain't miss. They're going to Macon, Georgia, Greensboro, North Carolina, Savannah, oh, Georgia, yeah. St. Louis, oh, yeah. Fairfax, Virginia, Baltimore, Hampton, Virginia, Fort Worth. Oh, Them oh, niggas yeah. ain't heard about uh, his allegations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still jamming down there. <laughs> yeah, they're going to Birmingham, Alabama. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they want to South Haven, Mississippi. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I hope whatever happens um gets settled between Jacquees and uh Trey Songs, but Trey, it, it, it's just a lot at this point, bro. Like, it's just too much. Like it's over. So, yeah. Hey, prayers for peace, man. That's all we can say. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, that? Candace? Oh shit, it's hilarious. But I don't know how important it is. What happened to Candace Owens? Uh, she, hold on, let me make sure I got this clip. She, she went on like a rant shit? against no Ariana Grande. Oh no! Oh yeah, actually, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Candace Owens actually has a fire podcast. Okay. You listen to the Candace Owens podcast. <laughs> I'm de- her personality, bro, will have you dying. If you listen, if you pull up this clip, this clip is gonna have you in tears. Just the, the way that Cand- she be talking. She, I, I didn't know she. Acted like this, but she was, I don't know, she was giving her testimony. I am very much in favor of following whole culture. I've been fascinated by hoes. I, I, the whole apocalypse that we are facing, it's amazing to follow these women and the way that they think. And chief among them right now is Ariana Grande. We covered what she's been up to. She has been proud of being a homewrecker really throughout her entire career you got a boyfriend you got a husband ariana grande is going to go after them and then haha i don't care you when everything happens and the dust settles she does not care about ruining your relationship nothing more disgusting than what she did recently uh you know she was working on wicked i think it's either a movie or a play that's coming out and she's playing glinda the good witch and she had this really unfortunate looking guy that was playing a part. I don't even know what it was as a munchkin who cares. Right. But he was married and he was married to his high school sweetheart. Her name is Lily J. And they had just had their first child after being together for almost a decade. But that, of course, didn't stop Ariana Grande. Why didn't it stop Ariana Grande? Because that actually excites her. I actually think that she suffers from some random hoe disorder where she actually likes it when a man is taken. She's like, mm, I like that. I want to just, mm, I need that. Like, she's just turned on by it in a weird way. She didn't care that he was ugly, nothing. She just said, I want to break up this family. And Lily J actually, or via her friends, announced that Ariana Grande actually held their baby. So I want you to think about the level of hoe you need to be at to hold somebody's brand new baby that came out and like, oh my God, he's so cute. And now I'm going to take the father. She did that. She actually did that. And if you thought that was egregious, Ariana Grande taking Ethan Slater from his high school sweetheart and him recently being a father. I'm, and by the way, not even going to talk about him. He's such a weak man. He disgusts me. He's not even worth discussing. It's the fact that she now has come out with a song that basically celebrates her home wrecking capabilities. She's just like, and I don't care. Yeah, the song is entitled Yes and I'll finish, I'll give you guys a full sentence. She means 
Yes, I took your husband. I took the father of your children. And so what? And I'm just going to read you some of her thought lyrics. <laughs> Don't comment on my body. Do not reply. Your business is yours and mine is mine. Why do you care so much about whose D-I-C-K I ride? Why? <laughs> Why do you care, public? Oh, who cares? Um, I don't know. Maybe we have an interest in basic morality. So she got random hold disorder. I ain't gonna lie. That was kind of funny. Uh, I don't fuck with Candace Owens, but that was kind of funny. Um, I, she hasn't been moving kind of wild. That's kind of always been her thing, no? Yeah, she's like collecting like a assortment of weird niggas like Infinity, Infinity Stones. Like none of her niggas made sense for her. Yeah. Uh, Big Sean, yeah. Mac Miller, this random nigga that's on Wicked. Random. Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Like, none of her niggas are alike. Well, she's in her white era now, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, she stopped uh, doing, well, she stopped going on a tanning bit. Uh, I thought I was going to call her blackface. Whatever you want to call it, I guess. But. I don't know. Uh, I fuck with Ariana. I just I can't condone you stealing a, somebody's a husband if that's what happened. And she held that baby. You know how close you got to get to hold the baby. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but the game is the game, man. I mean, we can't just blame her. It ain't like he ain't had no part in it. So, what's wrong with Drake, man? What do you do? You ain't see him talking about he don't perform work anymore. Yeah, like nigga, you put it in the fucking set list. Like, why the fuck would you even put it in there if you ain't performing it? He just a sad nigga, bro. I don't know why he does this. It, it's annoying. Somebody said, uh, he's like living proof that like you can have all the women you want and the life you want. Because you gotta think about it. Drake can do anything he wants to pretty much, and he has all the women that niggas ever dreamed of. Um. And he still seems like he's unhappy with life. Not unhappy with life, but kind of bitter about things. I don't know how I felt. Like, a part of me agrees, but then a part of me is like, I don't know, maybe he's just a sassy nigga just off John. <laughs> you know? You just hold on. He hold on to crutches. Yeah. He's like, he's like the Michael Jordan of relationships. Like, he'll create tension. That's, that's the perfect way. Because I don't think it... Brianna did anything to him. She just kind of <laughs> didn't want him like that, I guess, no more. It's, uh, and it's been so long. And Work is a good song. Yeah, Work is an amazing song. Probably one of the biggest he's ever been on. You can't put your pride in front of that, too. Let me see. For what? Did y'all hear about that uh, that fake funeral home that was happening? <clears throat> nah. Bro, let me... <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> Bro, it was it's crazy, dog. Were they really taking bodies? Yeah, <laughs> but they wouldn't embalm. Like they couldn't embalm them. It, it's it's nuts, bro. Yeah. So uh, apparently, like he he'd get the bodies, uh, steal the life insurance payouts, and one of the victims claimed that she knew something was up when he had she had to keep begging 
uh, this dude to see her son's body. She says when she finally was finally allowed to look, he had her meet him at a church in a sketchy neighborhood. She says her son's body was bloated and the smell hit her immediately. When I walked in, I saw my son. His body was bloated, she explained. He was dark. He made no attempts to reconstruct my son. I told him, you did not embalm my son's body because it shouldn't have been bloated. When, with that smell, I had to run out the church. <laughs> That's, this is so fucked up, bro. Fam, I don't know why this they so believed him because he's not even built like a funeral director. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> He built like a scammer. <laughs> Duh, that's that's some fucked up shit. I, I don't know. Bro, I'm just imagining. Y'all remember when uh when SpongeBob they he made that like death patty or whatever? Y'all know what I'm talking about. The one that killed the health inspector. Yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining like niggas walking oh. in and they they fucking gloves was corpse like the death patty, bro. <laughs> That's some oh, that's some foul shit, man. I want to know who it, was his first business because to run a funeral home, you need to have like a reputation. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, everybody <laughs> knows. <Kevin. laughs> Leaking sons, come Leaking on, man. You, yeah, hey, legends, man. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just fucking uh, just be a newcomer in the funeral business, bro. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> Damn, that's so mad. But also, funerals are expensive. So if he's doing that shit for the Lolo, I got you for a rack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll bury that hey. nigga for 500. Hey. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, uh, Let me see your work and shit. <laughs> Show you celebrities that die like Malcolm X and shit. <laughs> I'm about to say something so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Googling famous funerals and shit. <laughs> oh, damn. You do Muslim funerals? You do Muslim funerals? Oh. Yeah, extra, two, extra 250 for the guard, bro. I, I need to know how many bodies he had. He, he was dropping the bodies in lakes. Just nah, man. They're gonna put him under the jail. Yeah, no, that's just crazy. Nah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't play with the dead like that, bro. That's that's nuts, dog. When you was in Mexico, did you understand why Tyrese wanted to be a Latino? Oh God. Mm. Oh, yeah, I can man. see the vision. Oh, I ain't gonna lie. Man. Especially it's especially with how them Ubers was like, you know what I'm saying? Whipping the manuals. I, I got Wait, it. What? Oh <laughs> man, what, what's wrong with this nigga? To, well, we already know he got issues, but yeah, is he uh, wrong though? You said what? I said, is he wrong? Oh, I yes. mean, honestly, this, <laughs> yes. this <laughs> very much so. Doesn't doesn't this topic? Can't only you and I discuss this topic? Isn't Donut kind of biased in this? No, he can. If anything, he uh, might recruit Tyrese. Yeah. This is. Uh, you gotta welcome him. You gotta welcome Black Tie. This is this is a tough conversation to have because, me personally, I don't see how anyone could want to be other than. I could kind of see Asians. I don't see why anyone would want to be another minority that. That they already than what they already are. 
Explain. I, I don't I, I don't I don't necessarily see where one is better off than the other. In my eyes. Okay, so let's let's explain what he he said. I I agree with you somewhat, but I, I, I'll explain what he said. Uh, Tyree said, "Sometimes I wish I was born Latino." Um, I mean, the Latin community is grounded in family, loyal entrepreneurs, businessmen, and businessmen and women literally represent the dream, the grind, the hustle, doing whatever it takes to stick together against all odds. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with the the characteristics that he said for that community, but I also apply it to blacks. I also apply it to Asians. I apply it to whites. I don't know. He put a, a video up of this, I guess, uh, Latino family where the kids bought the the father a dream truck to thank him for like the sacrifices he made, which is nice. Very wonderful video. Um, I'm not taking away anything from the message, but to i think when people get in trouble is when they try to downplay us um in regards to another community mm-hmm. like that like black people don't reward their parents for all that they do for them all the time and stuff like that so i i, I don't get it on that aspect um but yeah i i, I don't i don't think any well- race is above or below any anybody yeah, yeah, and I, I'm trying to think. So, so what part do you want? You, you understand the family aspect as like you, you think Latinos a have a stronger, yeah, like they have a stronger family bond, or is it the structure of it? Because I have heard like the structure, in, from what I know. And this is not, I don't know if this pertains to all Latinos, but uh certain the 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 father is like he has to be the leader. Like it, that's the way it goes. Like the men in the household are held in a different uh regard than how we do in black households. From what from what I've been told. Yeah, see, it, it the trouble comes in when we when we generalize because mm-hmm. when we talk about when your example that you bring bring up, are you talking about Americanized Latino households or are you talking about immigrant Latino households? Like, what are you what what are you referring to? I guess it could be it could be American because I think Americanized all of us that are Americanized have a different household dynamic. Than, mm-hmm. than immigrants. If you look at Africans versus African Americans, we have different household dynamics than uh, immigrant African African people that moved over here. But I will also say Latinos, they definitely believe in customs being passed down and traditions being passed down. So even if they're not necessarily the, um, what would you call it? Um, first generation immigrant. Mm-hmm. They're going to take what their parents did, what their grandparents did, all that. They're going to take that and apply it to their household. Of course, I don't want to generalize. There's, there's, you know, families that don't do that, I, w- I would assume. But I'm just speaking for the majority. It seems as if they're, they're, really, strong, they're really strong on traditional, you know, values and that being passed down. Isn't there somewhat a complexity that comes with things being 
Americanized because to some extent, I guess you could say that could be, uh, I guess you're not wrong about what you're saying, but it could be applied to the other cultures as well. But I feel like the further Americanized you and your family or your roots are, the the Mm -hmm. more flexibility that, that becomes developed to, I guess for the kids to cut, to take that American mindset and not to want to necessarily lean as heavily into things that are being passed down. So even though they still can be, they just kind of continue to get more and more watered down to some extent where they couldn't no longer exist. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to think like, because we were displaced and a lot of our values and different things were lost, our history to a lot of people to our memory begins in America. The, right. the traditions that we have from slavery, the traditions that we picked up and created along the way, those are our traditions and our mm-hmm. values and our things like that. We don't have, we can't trace our history back to Nigeria or Ghana or uh, Sierra Leone or anything like that. Like America is our home. So that those are the traditions that we have. Um, Would you say, or do we know, do, do Latinos have traditions that are maybe more so passed down? less in trauma than African-Americans do? Because that also could have play a factor, at least I would think, in why or how some of them are continued to pass down. Like the, maybe the if they aren't created in the trauma, it's kind of easier to carry on. Whereas if it is created in it, the further you get away from it, the easier it is for it to kind of fall off because the effect that it brings or what's supposed to bring when, in, when it was going going or whatever the rhythm is, the impact is the same, or it's not as necessary. Yeah, I think that's what any culture. You look at Diwali mm-hmm. celebrations, and you know how Indians take um, take part in those celebrations, or whatever you, Puerto Rican Day Parade, what whatever type of celebration or custom what you want to bring it. It's a positive thing. We don't have like what what can we really celebrate? We celebrate Juneteenth now. We're starting to develop some some of these things, but what do we have in America? that's worth celebrating for African-Americans that's worth celebrating. It's been a long history of trauma and trying to overcome the odds for us and not a lot of positivity. That's why we need mm-hmm. Obama day. Man, we got, man, Obama day has to come. So we got MLK day. MLK day. That, but that's in trauma too. Cause that's, he did. Yeah, yeah, man. They killed that. Nigga. Yeah. Oh, man. Damn. Uh, All right. So shit was Tyrese, right? <laughs> nah. and the, the reason I say no is because like like I said I'm all for bigging up uh, Latin culture and other cultures for their um, tight knit families their work ethics and things like that but I think, think that's present in no matter what culture you look at that's present in black people that's present in Asians that's present in no matter what c- culture you look at mm. It's, yeah. I, I think that um, one thing that I commend, uh, especially like the new immigrants and stuff like that, is how hard they have to work to make it in this country. I think that that's one thing that makes black people special is because we have to overcome so many harsh circumstances that and we have to be better than the average white person that we excel in a lot of stuff because of that uh, that uh, by circumstance or that um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a word, but I can't find it. Um, but for those barriers of entries, it just makes us excel, and it 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 brings something out of us 
that that I can appreciate. And that's why I'll never put anybody over us or under us. But um, I don't know. I, I when I when people say stuff like that, it makes it seem like black people don't got uh, like tight families and things like that. And it's just like no, mm. you do. I just I, I want Ty, yeah. I want to know if Tyrese knows that Vin Diesel isn't Latino. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured that had something to do with his decision. Yeah, family, family's everything. <laughs> Did you know Vin Diesel's name is Mark Sinclair? I try to stay away from Vin Diesel as much as possible. I don't. His I, full name is 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 Mark Sinclair. Mark is that what Sinclair. You said? Mark Sinclair. What the fuck? Well, also, yeah, shit. No, his name's not fucking Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's an out of control name. Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vincent Diesel. It's <laughs> not like a DC character. Yeah, some bullshit. How you come up with that name, man? That nigga transformed to a Harley Davidson. Shut up, Vin Diesel, man. Um. What am I looking for? Oh, uh, one of my friends sent me this video earlier, uh, where she was. They were talking about have Have y'all checked out uh, Ready to Love? Yeah, I was watching it before we uh we jumped on. Yeah, so it's on this season of Ready to Love, and just on dating black dating shows, period, and just shows in general. Uh, they people are commenting on the lack of quality black men that are on this show. And so she was addressing the discrepancies of like how hard it is to find black men um, to be on the show that first of all match the the quality of the women that they have on there and the you know job security and you know finance and mental mental health and things like that uh, pretty much just meet the bar of the women that's on there. Mm. And she brought up a good point. She's like, look, normally if men have these things or excel uh in these things and or higher than the women that's on there they don't need to be on a dating show because they they have their plethora of options outside of dating dating shows mm. with women it's a little bit different you can be a very successful woman attractive and things like that and you don't meet a lot of men to your ca- quote unquote caliber Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was asking, I wanted to ask, is this a standards thing? Because a man will be in a great position, have, you know, be great financially, be, uh, you know, a good guy and uh, just have everything that somebody's looking for. But in their partner, they aren't necessarily looking for them to match that. Their standards mm. a little bit lower. Like I just want somebody that can be a good mother, or I just want somebody to look decent and you know be a good wife. Versus, mm-hmm. in this instance, it looks like the people that they, the only men that they feel like can match them, have to have a salary, have to have a this, have to have a that, have to have no kids and stuff like. That. Are it's just a, is this just a standard difference, or what? What do y'all attribute this to? <clears throat> I definitely believe in some cases it, it is a standards thing because you got to understand. I, I, I don't know if it's a standard thing or more so 
I hear from some women, they, they have almost a checklist of what they need from their partner and they want each box to be checked. And that's just not realistic. If we're being honest, not every guy is going to mark off every, and and once you do set up that checklist, you're excluding so many different options of men when you're already kind of behind the A ball when it comes to the options that you had. And you gotta imagine if you if you if you have a list that is uh, somewhat rigorous, you gotta imagine even if those things aren't on somebody else's list, they go want what's on that list, even if they don't know about it. So mm-hmm. while your pool may be minimizing based off of what you're looking for other people his pool may be expanding just because of what he's doing and how he's checking off these boxes i feel like especially as you get older like as you start to integrate things like once you get like mid-30s you know low 40s people got kids involved like it's it's so many different personal variables you've you've had so much time to have more experiences that you come with i don't want to come i don't want to call it baggage but you come with more additional requirements outside of just yourself that play a factor into what somebody may feel like they are comfortable putting in or dealing with initially and trying to grow into, or or it comes with additional uh, financial things as well. So I guess as a man, if you're coming with just you and you got the finances to cover yourself and everything else, it's up. But if you got the finances to cover everything else for yourself and more, you're going to be appealing to, a lot more people than someone who doesn't. Yeah. And I'm never one of those people that tell people to lower their standards. Cause I don't believe you should have to do that. So this conversation isn't to do that. It's just asking like, I'm sure men want to date too. I'm sure they're, you know, it's men out there. that's just like, Hey, I, I want to date. So, but her point makes sense. Her point is like, Hey, if you have your shit somewhat together as a man, like you normally have options where you don't have to go on a dating show, but then we should have to ask, why don't women have the same thing? What's the disconnect there? <sighs> like for a woman that has her shit together, looks attractive. Cause a lot of these women on these shows are very attractive and have great jobs. Seem like they got a good head on their shoulders. Why don't they have the same options that the black men have? I would say that goes into what else comes with you. Not in, not even in a negative way, but the the more complicated things are, the, the more difficult, I guess, that it can kind of be. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too familiar with this show. What's what's the age range of the people that's on it? So it can go from like 30 to 40 to 45. Yeah, usually you've got like a, like, 10 men, 10 women, all in one city, all kind of different ages, different backgrounds. And they're just kind of like put in this dating pool to kind of see who connects, who doesn't connect. And then like who somewhat takes that step. They like talk to each all each other. And but you're supposed to like dwindle down one by one kind of throughout the process and end up with who you want to potentially date. So they have like mm-hmm. dating opportunities. They got to meet friends. They got to ask all these questions, get to know each other. All that type of shit. Yeah, I, I feel like, and this is not the case for all, but the the biological clock definitely plays a role in it. Um, 
for women as they get older is, you know, they have, de- depending on what the guy wants, like say, say a guy in his forties who wants to start his family now, you know, he may not necessarily look for someone who's older. He, he may, he might, but he may not. He may look at it as, okay, actually take that back. Not a guy who wants to start a family now. Maybe it's a 40 year old who might want to start a family, but he doesn't want to start it now. He may look for a woman who has more years that will allow him to take his time when it comes to that than to get with someone who's on the clock and has to get started right now. On the clock as well. Uh, <laughs> you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as respectful as I can. It's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> the Raptors are now on the clock. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying, though. It's 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 it, it, it's tough. Like that's the tough. I, I think that's the toughest part as women get older. That men we just don't have to worry about when it comes to having kids like that. The physical part is not on us. So, so you see, you saying it's a sense of urgency, and that's why these women are joining these dating shows um, because it's like a hey, I need to find something, I need to get something done. Whereas men and black men in this case have, are like, I'm not really in a rush. Like I can meet something outside. I can use the dating apps. If it, when it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Type thing. That's what you're saying. Have, I, yeah, and, but I'm also saying like. If you want someone, if these women want someone in their age range, I don't know what they're looking for, but I would think if everyone's in the same age range on the show, sometimes what the the time that those guys are able to take when it comes to their relationship might not be on the same timeline as them because they're older and they may want to start a family. And that guy definitely has the time. To, you know, he, ha- he has time to take so it might not be it's hard to find that many more options you know compared to what they had so have you ever in general heard a man say oh no it's no good women out here jokingly yes yeah 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 but usually I've not heard like people say the streets in a serious way so maybe yeah. it's just not something i think we are as concerned about i think it again it goes to our I wouldn't say standards, but our cash of women is different. Like, I don't care if um, the woman I date is five two. A woman is not going to date a five two uh, height nigga. Sparks. That eliminates a lot of niggas. Women not going to date. Mm-hmm. Women have strong preferences sometimes in facial hair. You, you got to have a beard. You got to have some mu- mustache. You got to. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, women. Some women don't like bald niggas. That's cutting out some cutting out some people. <laughs> And I'm not saying that men are the like not picky. It's men that won't date somebody that's not thick. It's men that won't date this and this and this and this. But I think it's just a we are more general. Like we accept a lot more than, in in my opinion, women will. Like when I'm going into a situation, I'm not thinking she got to be funny. That'd be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 don't. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not thinking she got to be over six foot. I'm not thinking she got to make a certain amount of money. I to a certain degree. You, you, like I don't want no broke muffin, but <laughs> I think we all 
we all have our things that that we're looking for. Um, I, I don't know if it's definitely. I think it's a quality over quantity thing. The quality of where that that baseline of I guess what is needed and looked for and accepted, and not even just like on the over six feet, six figure type of thing. Maybe even just from that perspective of I don't know communication or you know maturity or emotional intelligence type thing that may feel like damn that takes the you know Lake Michigan down to like a small kiddie pool because mm. it's only so many that that I can really work with because what I've seen so far it's like he may have check this box this box and this box but if this big box of being able to have a good conversation isn't really checked what how quality is he for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's tricky because, like I said, I don't want to generalize. I don't want to act like yeah. women out here just have these high, super high standards. And I don't want to tell nobody to lower their standards because what you, whatever you want in your relationship, go after that. And that's what you should have. But mm-hmm. I think it's we have we also have to be smart about it and understand that it's a numbers game. And if you have these high standards that you're not willing to deviate from, then you're cutting down the numbers. Yeah, as long as you know that, you know what I'm saying. If it, I'm, I'm cool with people having their checklist and all that, as long as you know your chances of of finding that person are extremely low, I'm all for it. I ain't gonna say extremely. Low. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, for some of them, it's extremely. Low. We know for some of them, it's extremely low, but it's cool. I'm, I'm, you know, go for what you want. Go for what you dream. You know. Do we need to sometimes tell people to lower their standards? Like, do we need to have real conversations with some people? Because maybe what the expectation is, is because some people view themselves unrealistically in regard to who they are, what they what they're bringing and how they operate. I, yeah, I think self-awareness is a, a an essential trait to any human. Sometimes people are not self-aware of um, not just like how they look, how they carry themselves, how what type of money they make. It's just a lot of stuff that people think that they bring way more than they do. And I think we all guilty of it to a certain degree, but people some people weigh less than others. And it, it hurts you in in dating wise. It's just like, you know. Yeah, but I also feel like you can't can we tell somebody that? No, not, and that's why I would never do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like you, I want to say you. If somebody is somewhat of, if, if you would say somebody is difficult, but they want somebody who is, um, I don't know, clear with their communication, do all these things, they show up, they're timely, but they don't do that themselves, mm-hmm. and they don't seem to be open to wanting to make those changes or have that self awareness. I feel like it's fair to say you need to like change your standards because you can't get what you're not putting out. I think that's a difference, though. You're saying the way that they act. You can address that with them. Like, hey, you can't look for this and do this or want this, and you can't. You're not doing this yourself. Or, but as far as what they want, I I don't know if you can go to your friend and tell them, nah, you don't you don't deserve a six figure nigga. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> you can't say that to them. I, I want to see that happen one day. I <laughs> but I don't. But if she if she working the drive through a check and she'd say I'm only going to fuck with us. I mean, because Drewski didn't Drewski just put a skit out yeah. of those. Like 
Yeah, I mean it's it's delusional. You can you can uh like acknowledge that it's delusional sometimes some of these situations, but it's just like damn, if they just gonna wait it out, then that's how it is. Like I've always been the type like you shouldn't settle in life because you're just gonna be upset. If you feel like you can get some like you haven't gotten what you're looking for or this person isn't up to your standards or your par, then wait it out. And maybe you get lucky and it happens, or maybe you don't, but I'd rather them do that than just be like, oh, well, she was the best one at the time. like, Or he was the best one at the time. That's disrespectful to both of y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what else we what we got? Are we, a, are we acknowledging this double XL list or are we just, it's no. just cap? I, I don't want to eat. It's, uh, it's just, it, double XL, they can stop that now. It's it's been needed to stop. They can stop it. Now. It's not helpful. It's not influential. It's uh, it, it's not what it was. The game isn't what it was. I I don't even think it matters to. It's again. It goes back to like the Grammys. Like everybody wants the recognition just because of what the recognition can do for you as an artist. But I don't think mm-hmm. the masses appreciate what it is or what it was. Therefore, it. The weight that it carries, I think, is diminished significantly. That that is a that's a good point because like, do kids care about double XL? Do these young kids like that's in high school, in middle school, do they even know what the fuck the double XL is? I don't know. At this point, I, it's I just a website. But I mean, for me, it has always been used as a barometer of success or an indicator of this is who's next. And if we look at the the last one, you got Tia Korean, Too Rare, Finesse Two Times, DC The Don, Rob 49, Lil Tyler, Friday, Glorilla, Lola Brooks, Sleazy World Go, Rich, Real Boston Richie, and Central C. Mm-hmm. Central C, Real Boston Richie, Glorilla, Lola Brooks, Lil Tyler, Rob 49, and maybe Finesse Two Times have all popped. In a certain way. Did they have they popped since then, or because I feel like no. all those people, their status has been the exact same from when they got the cover. Or less. I don't think any Central of them C. have. I don't know if Central C. I think maybe, he's, maybe he's, in Europe. he's on the incline. Maybe maybe because I don't even think sure. he has he dropped new shit since he got that cover. Yeah, he I know shit with uh Dave. I, I thought the, I thought he had that before he got the cover. When was that? Nah, that came out last summer. Didn't he get the but cover he, around? He had that Drake shit that came out after. Oh, wait, what Drake shit? Oh, the, the freestyle. Uh, the freestyle. He had that. I, I, I'm pretty sure he had the shit with Dave before he even got that cover. The, didn't what? I thought this normally I, I, comes out pretty early. Yeah, I thought it came I out. Could be, I okay, could it, be it dropped June 21. When did the Dave and Dave and uh, Central Seed shit come? I thought it was pretty late in the summer. It had to be before that. It had to be before that. Um, June first, the yeah. video came out. So yeah, it was before that. But barely, they had already wrapped it up by then. Yeah, but it was you just guys- I haven't I haven't seen him drop. Has he dropped anything after that? Hmm. I think he's had some, I think he's had like a, a, a um single or two, but I think my point more was is he on the incline or the decline? 
And to me, he's on the incline. Since then. But was it but oh, so you think it's because of the cover? No, not really because no. of the cover. I'm just saying my my initial point was like it's like a indicator or like a oh, okay. prediction method to say like you you about to go up versus but, like down rather. But and, yeah, and to me, a lot the of these people either went up or stayed around the same. But I feel like with the cover, it's kind of easy because like they're they're never completely wrong. Some of the ones are kind of easy to to kind of pick and select. I think. I, I don't think staying the same is should be seen as some indicator of success. We never use the cover as if you stay the same, you are successful or that should be a positive thing in the past. Before it was be this is this should somehow be a boost and we should see an elevation in or within around you musically within a year to a year and a half time frame. Yeah, I, I also depend I think that depends on where you're at. Um when that happens if you are glorilla it's hard to go up from there she was at the height of her success like if she stays the same she's fine with that mm-hmm. now if you are finesse two times like he he was like he had a, a song or two but like he would hopefully be looking to inc- go on the incline from there you see what i'm saying but if even with like for, so for glorilla as an example if she stayed the same I don't think that would be fine because where she was at that point may have been, uh, let's say three good records in rotation and an album or an EP that was like, people thought it was cool. The momentum of the feeling that we got with her from the authenticity or the organicness that came from FNF, that momentum will always be gone. So I think, where she is or where she was at that point, like that is her, if she never gets better, that's her ceiling. It's not like her floor. I, I, don't, I don't see that as a small ceiling though. Like she, she had what, four songs, pl- platinum at that time. Uh, on our award thing, we had her as like the best year. Like she was pretty high up there. Well, I take that as reaching that would be difficult. And I don't think it's, it's fair to expect three or four songs in rotation consistently. So naturally that would mean you're going to have some type of decrease unless you, I guess, take a jump and you produce like a number one or you have multiple top fives, top well, tens. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like we would expect her to not be at that level. Cause like, like I said, she had bless FNF, the, the song with uh, Cardi, like she had so many songs that were hot and they were in rotation at that point. It's natural to think that she's not always going to be there, but if she stays at that point, then that's, that's amazing for her. Well, I guess what mm-hmm. is that point without those things? I'm trying to think of who I can compare it to. Um, Maybe like a a, a Meg with Body Yachty. Like nobody saw that as a amazing song, but I mean it it it's charted like and like where you can consistently come out with hits that do fairly well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that is. But she put out that cha 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 and it didn't work. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying she at the same level now. I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. there has been a decrease, but what. 
I'm saying that it's it's been used as a measure of like, yeah, we can we can count on these people to do fairly well and go up from here and be the ones that kind of leading this this little class of people. Um, so I mean, I say that to say like the rumored people on this list is Lil, Lil Mabu, V's, Richard Mary, Caribou, Four Bats, Forty One, Hancho, Tyler, Skiller Baby, o- Osa Mason, Big X to Plug, and Lay Banks. I'm wondering. I mean, just hearing that that list, I'm like, uh, it's a few of them. Like, I'm like, all right, V's, I see something with Four Bats. It's only two songs, but he it's something there. Caribou is something there. Skill of baby, I like I like what he's doing and big extra plug, I like what he's doing. What's uh Honcho uh, women love Honcho. Yeah, I've been seeing them too a lot. But I haven't gotten to right. the music yet. But like how successful do you think those artists can really be? Sometimes you just never know, bro. They're all at this point kind of very specific with things. And yeah, I'm trying you, to think I don't, I don't you wouldn't necessarily say any of them are necessarily dominating their lane. I can see, yeah, V's. I can see them. That's. I, I feel like also it's very niche. It's very, <laughs> yeah, him and his flow is very specific. That's not a flow of delivery that the masses is going to be like. Oh, I, I really fuck with that. Unless you get like a Drake feature, but that's only something that would be like a flash pan thing. It hit for a second, then to go away. Yeah, I don't know, man. And I feel like it goes to our conversation we had at that one time. Like, I feel like that type of artist is damn near dead. The yeah. one that just, you know, the, the rapper that can just handle all of it. It's like everything oh, is so. Oh my God. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I made a face, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna let him get his shit up. <laughs> that was a, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's no rapper that's just everything is niche. I think at this point, every rapper has their little little subset of 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 people and and how they make music and the people that like it. I don't think they make rap superstars just going crazy anymore. Okay, I, I got a perfect example. Dirk. Dirk was on 2014's cover. In 2014, mm-hmm. even being from Chicago, I don't know if I would agree with Dirk being on that cover. Even in, even being from Chicago. Dirk got a Grammy now. You do? So mm-hmm. it's just yeah, like nah. sometimes you just never know, bro. I, I don't think you could say there was a, it's a question for him to be on that cover. Yeah, I don't, there was a the point, the point where Lil Durk was was truly bubbling enough to him being on the on the freshman cover made a hundred percent make sense. I gotta see it that year. You said two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. I need to see what he what he's had out around that time since then. <laughs> Cause, I, yeah, because I'm just saying that because I'm looking at some of these, and you just, I, I just feel like sometimes you just never know what's gonna happen in that person's career. No, that's I don't that's think, a fact. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw him maybe making these type of jumps, but I feel like yeah, 2013, 
I mean, at that point, he uh, he had. Let me see if I can find. He had the L's anthem to sing what you want. That's re- these are regional songs. They they not known to the outside Chicago. You maybe this this ain't what you want. Maybe bubbled a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I don't know what else the fuck he had. Uh, I'm looking because I don't think I mean, my fiance had, was out yet. He had multiple projects. I can't really recall what was on each of them. Uh, but I mean, at that point, what was already out? I'm still a hitter. Life ain't no joke. Signed to the streets. Signed to the streets too. Yeah, those are all like we know him because that's what we grew up around. But even I think at that time, musically, he was doing enough, kind of on an underground perspective, that the overall kind of masses, it was easy to kind of notice and respect, which is kind of all the double XL is at that point. Yeah, Bang Bros. Yeah, and another exa- another great example is Vince Staples for 2015. 2015, mm-hmm. you ask me about some Vince Staples, I I say get the fuck out of my face. You tell mm-hmm. me, you ask me about Vince Staples now. Vince Staples is one of my favorite artists right now. So I'm saying you just don't know. He got a TV show coming out. You just don't know what type of lane or what type of turns this these artists gonna take. And I, I feel like that's the importance to me that you putting this okay. on paper. Like this, they might be the next one. So, so do you think it's more so for Double XL than for the masses? What it's mean? more so for it's more so for them to just be like, all right, listen, we had them on the cover. This is we predicted that this would happen, and look what happened. And it's just a trail for them to just show, you know. We know what good music is. We know what's gonna pop before it pops. I would say so. Tucker. I think that's the only thing they have left. Music journalism mm. is is gone by the wayside. And but one thing that we love is lists. And for them to be able sure. to put out a list to say, hey, these are the artists we feel like are gonna be relevant. And they can say things like, Hey, we have Vince Staples on the cover in 2015. And he's where he is now. But they also have misses. They have Dej Loves. Yeah. They have, um, I think Dickie Simmons was on one. Uh, Troy Aff is on <laughs> one. Like they have misses. But you also have to remember there are lists. The lists aren't really good lists because there are lists where people pass on being on the list. So it's never truly representative of what what the list should have actually been printed print wise during those time frames. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it, it, it's almost like double XL list is kind of a old nigga manual now. Like, like it's just for our generation. I don't think the generation under us will ever care about it. So, will it just live with us? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, will will it just be something like, all right, you old ass millennials, this is what the young kids are liking mm-hmm. from what we know. <laughs> you know. Is that what it is going forward, or will these kids actually respect it? I think if you're into music, you respect it, no matter the age. Like for music nerds like us, like we care about that shit. We care, like, cause that's what we want to see. It's like that goes back to the accolade conversation. It's like that's a benchmark for a rapper that they can say, yeah. "Hey, I was on the double XL list." Like it was niggas like Currency and Wiz and. Big Crit and those type of niggas was on the double XL list to join the ranks of them, like it's big to me. 
But that, like I said, is coming from a music nerd's perspective. Mm-hmm. Who was around at the time, at the time. when it was true? Yeah, and understood was. the difference of getting that recognition during that time. Also, that's true. That's true. What do y'all think about these kids cursing on uh, TikTok, man? Where you where you put your kid in in a room and they uh, you just allow them to curse? Yeah, y'all fucking with that? But no, nah. I don't fuck with none of that. Shit. I don't fuck with no niggas just doing shit, bro. They don't care about their kids. <laughs> They just doing shit for views. It's it's wild, but I ain't gonna lie. I, I yeah. fuck with. It. I think it makes sense. Why you say that? Uh, kids is gonna curse, kids gonna and curse. I think kids gonna curse. And if you, the more normal you can make it, the less willing or forceful I think they are to want to put it into their conversation or introducing it in a way where they know how to know when or where to do it mm-hmm. is helpful. As opposed to acting, you wanted to act like you're oblivious to knowing your kid is going to curse or is cursing and just acting like they're not running around doing it. As opposed to trying to get in front of it and be like, all right, if you're going to curse, like, just do it at home or do it in these type of settings. You don't have to go out and about it and be embarrassing and doing it in front of strangers and people. Yeah, I do think it's important to establish a line of respect um, we've talked about this before. Like you can't curse in certain situations. Like if I'm around my 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 pops, I'm not about to curse. But I curse all the time on here, <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> um, but it, it's just like a respect thing. Like you gotta know, I'm not gonna curse around my grandma or my auntie or nothing like that. But I curse around my sister. Like it's just mm. you gotta know where and when to to have that type of language. Um, so I do think in a weird way, the challenge gives the, it's a funny way because you see these little kids like trying to figure out things to say, like it's, it's kind of funny. Um, in a weird way, it shows them like barriers of in like different settings where you can, you can use certain language. Well, I guess yeah, it, is, it is only kind of fun if they're just saying certain words, like random words, if they, once they start getting good with their combinations and like they're in that bathroom and they <laughs> mad at you and then they, they start talking like plies, like yeah, call you a the- puss ass nigga and you just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Start hitting them combo breakers. Start combining <laughs> yeah. them joints. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like, oh no. Yeah. Some I don't, don't want to go switch. I don't want to encourage any of that. I feel like it's a very slippery slope when it comes to that. So I'd rather just cut it off, period. You're but not cursing like, around me. You're, I don't want to know that you're cursing. Uh, nah. But don't you want to? Isn't that a conversation you need to get in front of? Like, you want to know. So you can try to, like, help parent it, I guess, to some regard, even when you're not around. <laughs> I just want to know... Because here's my thing: if 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 you're cursing where you're not supposed to be, your parents are gonna find out. People, the, the teachers, all them people in school, they're not gonna let that shit rock. Now, if you're cursing with your friends in conversation and you're not cursing in front of adults, I don't really care. Just as long as you're not cursing where you're not supposed to be. Because well, I'm not trying to com- look crazy. Isn't that a conversation you need to have instead well, yeah. of maybe or instead of just? Ignoring it? 
Yeah, that's definitely a conversation. It's not me, hey, go in this room and just start cursing <laughs> randomly. I'm like, no, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but I'm definitely going to have a conversation like, yo, you, you can't say these things because, listen, you're going to get in trouble for it. I mean, I mean, that's kind of what the challenge is doing. You you send your child down, you explain mm-hmm. like, look, you can't say this outside the bathroom, but in this bathroom, you can say whatever you want to say. I'm not. I'm not promoting none of that shit. You're not saying it in the bathroom. In, in my house, you ain't saying shit. You ain't saying none of them words. It's not happening. I'm not letting it. It's just. It, it feels like a slippery slope to even do this funny, goofy shit. Okay. I wouldn't even play around with that. I'm just like, yo, no, you're not. You're not saying these words, especially in my house, while I'm here. No, it's not happening. Okay. That's me. That's a valid take. Uh, do y'all feel like there's any disadvantages to being attractive? Disadvantages to being attractive? Yeah. Um, yes. It depends. No, she about to say some bullshit. Here we go. <laughs> there's not a lot of conversation about the disadvantages of being attractive. One, as a woman... You will have a hard ass time making friends. I've met people who gravitate towards me because I'm attractive because they think in proximity they will get some of my privileges. I've had friends that cut me off out of the blue for literally no reason. I have friends that have told me to humble myself. It's gonna be hard to date. I've met men who just wanna be with me to be a trophy. I've had boyfriends who have not been able to deal with the amount of attention I get and therefore take it out on me. I've been stalked, I've been followed home, I've been stalked by ex-boyfriends, I've been groped, I've been I've been assaulted, I've been- I didn't wanna get to the dark stuff. Those are valid points. Um, Yes. But I just didn't, I wanna get with trigger warning right there. Does she have some points? She definitely has some points. Like the, the the latter half of that, yes. For women, I could see where being attractive is a disadvantage. The beginning of that was straight bullshit and delusion. And then well, that and that might be a disadvantage of being attractive because it can make you a delusional doof. That's what she sounded well, like. Maybe it's just you. <laughs> like it maybe it has it could be nothing to do with how you look. Maybe you're just a trash ass person. That's why people cut you off. You ever think about well, that? Well, no, nah, you got. I guess you got to think about it. That's. I think that's something that's women specific. Because there's no man <laughs> who's gonna be like, "Yo, my homie's attractive. I'm gonna link up with him so I can get some of his privileges." Like, what privileges? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, what he get no. in the section? No. You ain't hung with like a nigga you know get women just because you know you're gonna get some uh kickback. I'm trying to think if I ever that's got not, that kickback, bro. Oh, hold on, let me <laughs> but let the me thing, think. I don't I don't think that's the same thing. I don't think that's the same as I know you're attractive, so if you're gonna go out, I'm gonna go out with you because that means we gonna get this section and these bottles or whatever so go come with being around you. Oh, um. You being around women because your, your your mans can get women, I don't I don't put that in the same bucket. Okay, if Jay Z and Trey Songs actually uh, Trey Songs is a bad example. Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, who's a accepted attractive man? Michael B. Jordan. He's just uh, he's generally accepted as an attractive man. 
yeah. if Jay Z and Michael B asked you, they was, said they was going to the club. Which one you want to kick it with? I go Michael B. Yeah. Why? And Jay Z got way more money, way more famous. Why are you going with Michael B? Michael B is single. He's not married. Right, so he could he could he could do what the fuck he could he could do what he needs to do. You know what I'm saying? The women are gonna and gonna be cold. <laughs> that's what that's the point. <laughs> They're gonna be cold, but also the women. If if Hove was single, the women are gonna be cold. They are, but I'm saying who who would you rather? <laughs> okay, but also as a man, do you think if you went with Michael B. Jordan, the women who want to be with Michael B. Jordan would give you the attention? <laughs> they are not giving me no. I'm saying kickback. Kickback ain't like the women want me in the first place. You get kickback joints. Yeah, but I feel like kickback goes for any nigga that has money or status. Yeah, yeah but uh, the general point was that it, there are benefits to kicking it with an attractive nigga. Well, I, I, I can't. Yeah, see I feel like I, I feel like there could be. Maybe you you get out of a, like a, a fucking speeding ticket with a woman police officer. Or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Valentino video. The fuck are you talking about? Thank you, officer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, I mean we we gotta stop playing. Like you. And we don't judge our friends on that. Like we're not gonna be like, oh no, I'm not hanging with y'all niggas because y'all y'all ain't up to par. But it's just like, yes, yeah. we sometimes there are benefits to having attractive friends. But you won't well, intentionally make a friend because a man is attractive to hang out with. If that just happens because y'all cool and this your friend just happens to women to find him attractive, that's different than I'm gonna kick it with you because I know you're attractive. Hence, you're gonna get benefits that I want. Okay, that's true. That's yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. You, you feel like that's what she was saying—that women oh. want to be aligned with attractive women. Yeah, for the look. Okay, women, which like, I think is crazy. Remember, you remember BBLU? BBL, oh, bad bitches link up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Dark times, and but documentary about to come out about that. Yeah, that was crazy. Yo. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to ask y'all that to see if she had some points. All right, uh, any I'm trying to think what came out this week. I didn't think it was much. I know somehow Ice Water Bezo put on the tape. Oh, yeah, live from the I didn't get through the whole thing. Oh, I miss it. Yeah, that, that was okay. It had some tracks, it wasn't like super great, but it, it was okay. Uh, Tia Korean dropped her EP, didn't really like it. It was about six songs, I want to say. I had about two that I thought were okay, but not not really the biggest fan. Uh, Hit Boy and Alchemist came out of the album called Theodore and Andre. Still have to get to it. Mm. Um, Smiley dropped a mixtape called Smiley's Mixtape 3.0. I'll check that out. Um, Seti Hendrix dropped Lost Files and 38 Special dropped In God We Trust. That's one that I'm very, I'm really looking forward to getting to, but I just haven't had the time yet. So, um, so the albums, any singles or anything I'm missing? Oh, Ryan Leslie dropped an album. I listened to it. it wasn't... Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying though. Towards the end, I started fucking with it, but he definitely makes like lame nigga music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like talking about planning activities and shit. Like it, 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 it sounds good, but it's definitely it's some lame nigga activity. Yeah. I wasn't mad. It would have been good in like 2000, 
like eleven or something like that. <laughs> when you in your when you in your year, the gentleman bag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be good then. It was one track he was rapping on. He sounded like Jewels. And I was like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> he had his Les ad lib. That shit was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Having Les as ad lib is not it's not the move. I was dying every time. And so it was okay. Uh-huh. Like I said, it wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't for me. Any singles though that we I missed? Bandit Don Tolliver. Oh. Uh, we got that Mexican OT, the baby that point them out. Yachty dropped that cold Sunday. Yeah, I was in a fan. Like, hey, low key, he needs to stop rapping. Right. At least stop rapping like that. <laughs> stop, stop, stop trying to rap. Go back to when it's like you know, just Fun. chill rap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, that Don Tolliver, I'm really interested to see where this album goes. Yeah. Because if, if he does what I think he's going to do, like really change his sound and, and, and experiment with a new sound, this might take him to where I put him in a different level of niggas. Because when you do shit like that, that's when I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I really like the single. The single sounded good. I really like that preview of that song he got with Kali Uchis. That sounded really good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to it. An album coming, did he say, or... It was in March. Uh, I don't yeah, album coming on the way down. Uh, Schoolboy Q uh, announced that his album March is coming first. March first. We spoke that into existence last week. Absolutely. Um, looking forward to big things. He dropped a track list for that. Usher dropped his track list. Um, I'm good. You you didn't like the track list? I, I just know I'm not gonna like this album. I know it's fucked up to say. I'm gonna give it a shot, but I know I'm not. I ain't checking for no new Usher. Mm-hmm. When did it drop? Uh, the maybe the Super Bowl. Friday. Oh, okay, okay. So, oh, I thought. Oh, okay. New Usher this week. Yeah. It's called Coming Home. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Other than that, anything else to say on the music tip? No, I don't think uh, we could. All right. Uh, I guess we getting shout outs. Don't know what you got. Um shit, shit. I'm gonna shout out Celine Dion, man. She made her appearance at the Grammys, man. It's good to see that she's um uh doing pretty well. Um after hearing a couple scares about her health, you know, it, it's it's good to see her able to come out and and, and take the stage. So shout out to uh, shout out to the Canadian Queen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was getting confused with Cher. Which one is dating uh uh Cher? Hey. That's shit. Yeah, that's shit. Uh, all right. See, what you got? Uh, shout out Michael Bublé. Apparently, he was high on shrooms during the NHL like celebrity All Star game. Um, fire. Yeah. So he thought it was a low dose, was a little bit more. So he shared that with the media. Uh, shout out G Herbo. He uh, apparently got new teeth, so he says confidence is up. I seen that. Yeah, I respect that too. I always figured he got a lot of Starburst stuck in there, so it's gonna be different. <laughs> okay. What's good with you, but <laughs> um that's that's all you got? Yeah. Uh my shout out is to Elmo, man. He asked the whole world, man, how we were doing, man. Uh he just did a wellness check on uh just the general populace, man. It went viral. People were actually like responding how they doing. Some people were, like just fucked up out here, e. Uh, <laughs> some people, you know, were actually responding and getting shit off their chest. So 
make sure to take those time to you know check up on your people man because life is hard but if we all you know we all do this shit together you can make it less hard for somebody so shout out to elmo <laughs> If I gotta find out y'all niggas fucked up through Elmo, I'm gonna feel what? This high, yo, let me check up on this nigga. <laughs> he telling Elmo all this shit. <laughs> hey, Elmo presenting safe space, bro. Sometimes you just gotta get it off your chest, to Elmo, bro. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I think that's all I got, man. Uh, Super Bowl this week. Who y'all got? Uh, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I'm going for the 49ers. I think so. Yeah. Same. Yeah. All right, bro. Uh, man, we appreciate everybody for listening. Like always, y'all got anything else to say before we get up out of here? Um, no, nah, man. Weather's warming up, man. Make sure y'all stay, uh, get prepared for these springs. Yeah. Apparently spring coming early because of that was it the hedgehog? Not the hedgehog. The groundhog didn't see the shadow. Hedgehog. 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 <laughs> yeah, they need to kill that tradition, bro. Like that shit used to confuse the fuck out of me. So every time they announced it, I was like, wait, so he saw it, so does that mean it's early or what? Like, I just don't get it. I never knew any of that. Calculations of the weeks. I'm like, bro, just what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> when is it gonna get hot again? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, man. Well, we appreciate everybody for listening, man. Hope y'all have a great week, man. Um, and Lonely the Boss, man, we out here. Yes, sir.